Cerebral is an online mental health service that offers prescription medication, counseling, and therapy for anxiety, depression, ADHD, insomnia, and more. Cerebral is one of the few services that provides prescription medication online through a licensed provider and ships medication straight to your door. You can schedule sessions based on what's most convenient for you, and you don't have to wait weeks to be seen. And BuzzFeed Daily listeners can receive 65% off your first month of medication management and care counseling at Cerebral.com slash BuzzFeed. Go to Cerebral.com slash BuzzFeed for 65% off your first month. Join Cerebral today on their mission to make quality mental health care accessible and affordable for all. Look through your children's eyes and you will discover the true magic of a forest. Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. This season, get football on your terms with NFL Game Pass. Let's go! See every snap from every game with full game replays. What a throw, what a catch! Listen to all the action as it happens with live game audio. Watch the dog, G! Leaping grab Devontae Adams! Plus, watch your team on your time with condensed game replays. Wow! Get football on your terms with NFL Game Pass. Go to NFL.com slash Game Pass to start your free trial today. Taylor Swift's 10-minute long version of All Too Well is finally here. Country star TJ Osborne made LGBTQ history at the Country Music Awards. And we're talking about how 2000s Disney Channel icon Christy Carlson Romano has taken over YouTube, for better or worse. It's November 12th, 2021. Hey, friends, I'm Casey Rackham. And I'm Stephen LeConte. Welcome to BuzzFeed Daily. Steven, today is witchy. Do you know why? Why? <laughs> well, Disney Disney came out with, like, with a whole bunch of stuff. Like their slate for 2022 is wild. But they announced that they are finally in production of Hocus Pocus 2 for 2022. Really? Finally? It's taken a long time. <laughs> yeah, some, some would say decades. Uh, <laughs> no, but I'm, I'm so excited. I also love that this is like we're getting like SJP is just like back in our lives for Sex and the City and this now, you know? I know. And the trailer for Sex in the City or the new one and just like that just dropped today as well. So SJP. It's all happening, which people are theorizing that um, Miranda is going to be gay. Oh, really? Yeah. So people were like pausing the trailer and stuff and seeing like some queer actors in it. And they're like, okay, what's going on? Where's Steve? Wow. And just like that. Nothing is confirmed. It's definitely just queer women making wild guesses. Wow. Okay. Well, (laughs) moving on to more things I'm very excited about. (laughs) Taylor Swift is blowing up the internet with her latest re-recording release. After almost a decade, a 10-minute long version of All Too Well from 2012's Red is out, and social media is predictably losing it. Jake Gyllenhaal, who the song is allegedly about, is the target of most of the jokes. One fan even tweeted, quote, all too well, 10 minute version really feels like Jake Gyllenhaal hurt me too. While another wrote, Taylor Swift could do Brokeback Mountain, but Jake Gyllenhaal couldn't do Cats. (laughs) That's good and accurate. Um, Steven, I know that the internet has lost it. Have you lost it? I, of course, lost it. I was ready on Spotify at midnight, furiously refreshing. The whole album re-recorded. There's features from Phoebe Bridgers and Ed Sheeran. It's incredible. It's probably my favorite of her re-releases so far. And the 10 minute all too well is just, have you listened to it yet? It's so good. No, not yet, but I will just for you. 
Well, you know, a really good time to listen to it will be tonight because Taylor is releasing a short film version of All Too Well starring Dylan O'Brien and Sadie Sink. Okay, yeah, I'll watch that. Oh my God, also when you brought up Phoebe Bridgers, I saw I saw a meme on Instagram that my friend posted today that was a photo of Phoebe Bridgers and Taylor Swift and it was like, therapists hate them. <laughs> that is so real. I was like, it's accurate. Okay, and then also I want to read you another tweet that I loved. It was written by Catlover2008 on Twitter. It said, Taylor Swift normalizing, never moving on from anyone, anything, any situation, any made up scenario, any dream, any argument, any moment. Yeah, I understand her completely actually. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> she's speaking to the masses <laughs> she she knows she knows the way to everyone's heart and it is just so perfect everyone go listen to red taylor's <laughs> version <laughs> all right so moving on after brothers osborne won vocal duo of the year at the country music awards tj osborne celebrated by sharing a history making kiss with his boyfriend abby ventura it was the first same-sex kiss in the history of the award show and it turns out tj almost didn't bring abby because he worried about hateful reactions he told Entertainment Tonight, quote, I was like, I hope this doesn't make anyone uncomfortable, but this is how I feel. I love this person and I want to be open in every way. Hopefully this can show people that they also don't need to hide or alter themselves in any way. Okay, I love so many things about this. Can I very quickly tell you three of them? <laughs> oh my God, yes. <laughs> okay, very quickly. One, the fact that this happened in front of a country music mm -hmm, audience. Mm -hmm, I mean, obviously mm -hmm. a typically conservative leaning audience. I think that's really powerful and important. Two, you know, this happens in the wake of the Tennessee Senate actually unanimously voted not to honor TJ Osborne like with some award because he's gay. Literally, like it was, I think, 30 to zero uh, ruling against. They were going to do some honor for him because he came out and that was like a very brave thing to do. The Senate voted against it because it's Tennessee. So I love that in that moment where he was faced with bigotry, he said, fuck you. And he brought his boyfriend to these awards and kissed in front of everyone. And then the third thing I love about it is that Nicole Kidman was positioned right in the background of the kiss. So it just felt like the best, most queer <laughs> Nicole Kidman applauding these two gay men at the Country Music Awards. I mean, the whole thing was just amazing. I also need everyone to know, as Stephen was applauding, he was basically doing Nicole Kidman's like famous one. I don't know if you can imagine. Of course, that's, long yes, fingers. of course. That is just, what you're you doing. Pat, I loved it. Yeah, you just pat your fingertips along your palm very gently. That's the Nicole Kidman clap. <laughs> Um, okay, I also wanted to bring up to bring this like full circle to an interview we did earlier with Shyla about the Eternals and Ahis was here. And we were talking about like some people had problems with the gay kiss in Eternals. And I saw it last night and I, I need to talk about this one cutest kiss ever. It was really short, quick, like very short. The fact that people have problems with that when a half hour earlier, there were two straight people naked having sex in the mountains. Of course. No. I mean, isn't that always how it goes? Like, you know, a company like Marvel or Disney or Warner Brothers, whatever, they'll come forward and be like, we're putting this queer moment in the movie and it's going to be so major. And then it is just like the most brief blink and you'll miss it thing. Meanwhile, like the straight couples are full on having sex and no one bats an eye. Yeah, no, no one's mad about the nudity, but they're like the gay men. More mm. gay kisses in media yes. is, the, yes, is the theme please. of today. <laughs> I had my friend sitting next to me who's not a Marvel person and she wasn't expecting it and she's queer too and she was just like, oh, yes. Well, now <laughs> it was you a great surprise. Movie. Okay, now I'm going to go see it. <laughs> okay, so moving on. If you're a fan of the Disney Channel or bizarre celebrity videos or taking a nice stroll through the woods, then you've probably been following Christy Carlson Romano. 
the former Disney star has been all over the internet for the past few months, leading to a massive cultural resurgence. But is it for the right reasons? Today, we're talking with, drumroll please, BuzzFeed Daily's own Stephen Lacanti, who's going to help us decipher the enigma that is Christy Carlson Romano. Hi, Stephen. Casey, thank you so much for just letting me book myself <laughs> as the guest on the podcast today, because as you know, I'm very obsessed with Krusty Carlson Romano. I have a lot to say about it. No, I mean, when we were thinking about it, we were like, no, there's no one better than Steven. There's no, we need Steven to be here. And just for listeners to know, I am in a group chat with Steven and our friend Jen, who's been on the show, who where we usually just talk about Hillary Duff. It's called Duff Chat. But it has since moved on to Christy Carlson Romano because she truly has taken over the Internet because everything is wild right now. So before we get into her most recent YouTube videos, can you give us a little history of Christy in her post-Disney career and some of the earlier content she was creating? Yeah, so I mean, most people would know Christy Carlson Romano from like Even Stevens, Cadet Kelly, Kim Possible. She had a very illustrious career on the Disney Channel in like the early 2000s. When Even Stevens ended, that was sort of the last time Disney fans really saw her. From there, you know, she went off and she was successful for a while. She was starring as Belle on Broadway. She was recording music. I think she wrote a book. But, you know... As these things go with child stars, at a certain point, it's like, you know, you either launch or you don't. And for her, she kind of faded into the background for a while. And for a long time, we just really weren't hearing from her. She was not in the public eye at all. She wasn't really acting. And then about a few years ago, she launched this YouTube channel. Now, when she launched it, because I am a huge Christy Carlson Romano fan, I knew that the YouTube channel was there. However, it really in its first few years didn't attract like a lot of attention from the internet at large. It was mostly just videos of her like cooking food in her kitchen. It was all very wholesome, very squeaky clean content, um, uh, bringing in like some of her child star friends. And, you know, a video would go viral here and there. But for the most part, people still like weren't aware that she was on YouTube. And she just wasn't on people's radar until this very recent pivot. Yes, 100%. And I think when I first started to seeing her more was on TikTok. I think she did try and learn it a little bit during the pandemic. And she started picking up on it. And I think she started getting some hits there, which then I think really informed her new venture into YouTube. You know, she's recently pivoted into creating longer form videos in which she shares a lot of details of her personal life. Can you break down what exactly these new videos look like and what makes them so captivating to watch? Yeah, okay, so let's start with what they look like because they all really look kind of similar. The structure of these videos, she is almost always hiking through some beautiful nature spot in the woods. And, you know, compared to her old videos, which were like highly produced, high production value, multiple camera setups, professional lighting and makeup, this is really just one camera, her in her hiking gear, and she's walking through the woods while the camera follows her, and she's just telling stories from her life. So it's a much more like 
acoustic version of uh, Christy Carlson Romano on YouTube. And then like what makes them so captivating is just the content itself. The stories that she's telling now are much more personal than anything she's ever said before. She's detailing uh, the struggles of being a child star, growing up in that public eye world, losing her money, struggling with alcoholism. She talks about, you know, struggling in relationships and, and all of these things where before she was presenting a very like PR friendly, Disney friendly image of herself. Now she is just laying it all on the line. And it is really, really interesting to listen to her stories. I mean, that makes sense. If Disney wasn't working for her anymore, you know, then it's like she does have to pivot. Okay, so I want to know, because they're long form, what's making you like not click out of these videos? Like, why are you watching it completely to the end? That's a good question. I think part of it is because she's edited them very cleverly in a way where the headline has this intrigue that then she delivers it on like very slowly throughout the video. So you really do feel like you have to watch all 10 minutes, or at least I feel like I have to watch all 10 minutes of each video. And by the way, the videos are masterfully like 10 minutes and three seconds long because when the video is 10 minutes long, she's able to monetize them on YouTube. So they're all engineered in a way where she can monetize them on YouTube and keep people watching till the very, very and to maximize engagement and I would assume uh, money for her. But yeah, they're just interesting videos. No, they are. It's stuff we haven't seen before. Okay, well, we'll be right back with more about CCR with Steven. At SheFit, we're tired of hearing new year, new you, fat burning secrets and lose weight fast. The only thing you need to lose is self-doubt. The body you're in deserves respect, love, and support. Support you're not getting from your current sports bra. It's time to experience the only sports bra that actually does its job and outperforms the most popular brands on the market. It's time to feel real support from SheFit. Save $10 today at SheFit.com slash 2022. This season, get football on your terms with NFL Game Pass. Let's go! See every snap from every game with full game replays. What a throw, what a catch! Listen to all the action as it happens with live game audio. Watch the dog, Jeep! Leaping grab to Monte Adams! Plus, watch your team on your time with condensed game replays. Wow! Get football on your terms with NFL Game Pass. Go to NFL.com slash Game Pass to start your free trial today. Have you ever felt depressed about work, only to have your dad be like, why are you so down? So you told him you hate your job, and he said, well, you better talk yourself out of it. And then you thought, hmm, I love to talk. I could host a podcast. And then you went to Spreaker from iHeart and started a podcast and got good at it, then monetized it, then quit your boring job, then told your dad, thanks for the advice. And he was like, well, that's not what I meant, and I don't understand what a podcast is, but you seem happy, so that's great, kiddo. You ever do that? Well, you could. At Spreaker.com. That's S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R. Ask your dad. You actually don't. Welcome back. We're talking with our very own Stephen LaConte about Christy Carlson Romano. So, you know, Christy is really laying it all on the line in these videos, like you said, and she gets super personal and vulnerable and very clickbaity with draw-dropping titles like Am I Irrelevant? and How Psychic Scammed Me Out of $60,000. You know, it's hard to know whether to file it under totally cringe or totally brave. I mean, what do you think? Is Chrissy playing up the cringe factor for clicks or is she just speaking her truth regardless of how it might be perceived by others? 
I mean, I, this is like a question that I, I ask myself a lot when I'm watching it. it. It's sort of hard to unpack to what degree she's aware of the cringe versus like, you know, oblivious to it. I, I've come to the conclusion that I think it's a little bit of both, like on the cringe end of things. There's no denying that like YouTube algorithmically is going to favor that kind of content. She seems to be very savvy at YouTube. I think she's done her research about like what kinds of topics perform well. It's, it's hard to deny that a video titled Am I Irrelevant is going to perform much better than like her old style of video that was maybe her making French toast in her kitchen. I think she's aware of that. And then, you know, like on the clickbaity end of things, like, clickbait is like this like criticism that gets thrown at these YouTubers sometimes. But at the same time, you know, they are competing in an environment where all videos look like that. So at a certain point, it's like you either have to play the game or don't even bother at all. I think she's in it to win. I think she wants to become a big YouTuber. And this is the kind of stuff you have to do to get there. But then on the flip side to that, I do think there is a, a real bravery element to what she's doing. And I think there is authenticity and truth to what she's speaking. Like, this is really the first time she's been able to tell her story on her terms. And I think when you are someone who grew up in a more conventional old school Hollywood model where you never really got to speak for yourself, I mean, right? Like when she was behind the Disney Channel veneer, she never got to say her truth. She had to do whatever the Disney party line was. So I think there's also probably for her a freedom in being able to break out of that box and just say whatever the fuck she wants and not have to worry about it. But ultimately, I think for her, that what it really comes down to is like, whether it's cringy or whether it's brave, her, her check's clear either way. So, <laughs> so I think it doesn't necessarily matter to her as long as people are watching and therefore, you know, giving her the views and the money. And, you know, I laugh, but it's fair. You need money to survive right. <laughs> in yeah, this she's world. Got kids. And she's got kids. She's got a family. And it's like kind of like, I've always wondered this. What kind of jobs do you get when all you know is stardom? And that's what people know you for, too. So it's like she's figured it out. Good for her. Yeah, totally. So you mentioned this a little bit, but, you know, talking about her being brave and speaking her truth. But we all know that being a child star can be traumatizing on young children or at the very least, it can severely affect their development. You know, it seems like for a while, Christy was falling into the regular trappings of post-Disney stardom. She even talked in one video about blowing all her earnings. But this recent shift seems like it's allowing her to process her experience while simultaneously revitalizing her career. Do you think this could become a blueprint for other child stars? Yeah, I absolutely do. And, and I think she's not even the one necessarily inventing this blueprint. I think she's executing it very well. But we've seen this uh, from other child stars too recently. And I think, like you mentioned before, TikTok is a big outlet right now for former child stars to start reconnecting with their fans, with their old audience, and start telling their stories from their own perspectives now that they're no longer hidden behind, you know, the entity that is Nickelodeon or Disney. I, I think what's so difficult about the path of like being a quote unquote formal child star is that none of them really chose this life for themselves, right? Mm -hmm. These are people who were put onto television shows when they were minors. And that means that basically, even if they were really excited about doing it and really wanting to do it, they were not ever able to like legally consent to doing that. Their, their parents made that choice for them. And now these people are 25, 30, 35, 40, and they're adults. And 
they kind of just have to make whatever lemonade they can out of these lemons because this was not a choice they made for themselves. I think social media gives these people the chance to really reclaim their careers and reclaim their narratives in a way where like the old conventional model of Hollywood just wouldn't. They would just become punchlines where they could either like totally fade into oblivion, or maybe they have some like scandals and become like tabloid fodder, or they become punchlines. Now we have this new path where they can really own their journey and bring their fans onto their own pages. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we're still very much in the middle of this Romanescence. Nice. Wow. But it's hard to know where Christy will go from here. Do you have any idea of where this new part of her career will lead to other than like YouTube videos? Has she given any indication of what kind of work she wants to be doing? I mean, I think she wants a reboot. Mm, Uh, That that seems to come up in more videos than you would expect of hers. (laughs) Uh, uh, You know, I would say probably a good 30% of her videos eventually devolve into her pitch for why, you know, even Stevens or Cadet Kelly or Kim Possible should have a reboot. And to a point where sometimes like when you're watching it, you kind of like have to laugh and go like, okay, Chrissy. I I mean, yeah, that makes sense. When Kim Possible came out, she was all over that. And uh, as you informed me, she was also in it. So good for her. She is sneaking in there. Yes. And she was like, she played a villain in that live action version while another Mm. girl played Kim. She has talked about the fact that if they ever reboot the animated version of Kim Uh, Possible, she still wants to do it. She said she would be very hurt if Disney did not cast her. So she really drew a line in the same publicly. (laughs) She she was like, I will be be very upset if Disney reboots the animated show and does not cast me as Kim. Like for the live action, it made sense to cast a teenager, but she's not letting go. Now, here's what I will say. I think a reboot is totally within reach for her because, you know, that's sort of like the Disney Plus model now. All of these millennials who grew up with these shows are now choosing what to turn on for their children to watch. So, like, I think there's something smart about the fact that, like, yeah, maybe an Even Stevens reboot where she's the mom or a Cadet Kelly where she's, like, the principal of the the school, whatever. Like, that's going to be one reason that a millennial might bring that show into their own family. So I think that's within reach for her. I think it makes sense. My mom consistently still talks about how out of all the kids shows I watched, Even Stevens was her favorite. (laughs) So Disney's listening. (laughs) Yeah. Even Stevens was like the most like classic, wholesome, pure Disney channel. There was really no gimmick to it. Like no one was a superhero. No one was a witch. No one was a psychic. It was just like kids in a middle school learning how to be people. And I think that like it's such a simple model, but I, I actually am nostalgic for it. One other thing I will say that she is, at some points in her videos talked about her interest in directing for children's television. And I think that would be a really smart path for her because she is clearly someone, uh, based on the way that she talks about child stardom in her videos, she's clearly someone who, who really wants children who are working in that industry to be protected, to be safe, to be cared for. And the director on a set really can do a lot to take care of child actors. And we've seen this before, like Danielle Fischel from Boy Meets World, Fred Savage from The Wonder Years, uh, both went on to direct children's television because they knew what it was like to be a child star. Well, there's also the fact that if there's one thing child stars know how to do well, it's how to behave on set. They learn all the rules very quickly. They know everything. And that's one of the hardest things to pick up. 
So I think she will, she'll already know what all the jobs are on the crew, like behind the scenes. Yeah. So I'd like to see her direct, but whatever she does, I hope she never gives up the YouTube channel because it brings me so much happiness and joy. And it brings me joy to tell you when there's a new video and you (laughs) scream, looking! (laughs) It's just the best part of my day when it happens. (laughs) All right. Well, Steven, seriously, thank you for breaking all of this CCR news down. Please, thank you for letting me do it. I really appreciate it. It's all I ever (laughs) want to talk about, Casey. (laughs) That and Taylor Swift. That's true. All right. That's (laughs) it for today. Come back and join us on Monday. And remember, more gay men kissing in movies and on TV, please. Yes, please. BuzzFeed Daily is produced by Dan Bowser, Frank Capello, and Jess Goodwin. Special thanks to Erica Nedanine and Samantha Hennig. Be sure to subscribe to BuzzFeed Daily on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you go for your podcasts. And please take the time to leave us a rating and a review. It helps us figure out what you like about the show versus what you love about the show. And remember to come back for more of the biggest stories on BuzzFeed, coming to you daily. Peacock is streaming your favorite shows, movies, live sports, breaking news, exclusive originals, and every live WWE pay-per-view. It's The Office, Chrisley Knows Best, and Peacock original shows like Funky Brewster. Peacock, watch for free, upgrade for more. Stream now at PeacockTV.com. Open to all teams and players, the NFL's Inspire Change Initiative acknowledges the ways that systemic racism contributes to barriers to opportunity and equality and focuses on ongoing efforts on creating progress in the areas of education, economic advancement, community and police relations, and criminal justice reform. To learn more about the NFL's commitment to ensuring a more equal and just future, text NFLIC to 635635. It takes all of us to advance social justice. The Gangster Chronicles podcast is a weekly conversation that revolves around the underworld. From criminals and entertainers to victims of crime and law enforcement, we cover all facets of the game. Gangster Chronicles podcast doesn't glorify or promote illicit activities. We just discuss the ramifications and repercussions of these activities. Because after all, if you play gangster games, you are ultimately rewarded with gangster prizes. Our heart radio is number one for podcasts, but don't take our word for it. Find the Gangsta Chronicles podcast on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. 